Are you feeling stuck, lost, or confused about what to do next in your career? Then the Manifest Your Career podcast is just right for you. I'm your host, Dr. Norma Reyes, a career mindset coach. I help successful Latinas who are battling self-doubt, self-sabotage, and imposter syndrome. I teach my clients how to combine their intuition, skills, and knowledge so that they can manifest their dream career. It's time you start listening to your inner wisdom and guidance. Tune in each week to the Manifest Your Career podcast and learn how to align your mindset to your career goals. Keep listening and together we'll manifest your dream career. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode 72 and today I'll be discussing the importance of using your voice and the steps you can take to ensure that your voice is being heard. In honor of election day here in the US, I wanted to touch on the importance of voting. By voting, you are using your voice. So a few years ago, my dad became a naturalized U.S. citizen. And I think since about 1986, he had been like a legal resident here in the U.S. I don't really know the dates on that. But a few years ago, he became a naturalized U.S. citizen. And I just have to add that I found out via text message because he just like randomly told me he didn't even invite me to the thing. And I was like, "Uh, dad, why didn't you let me know I could have gone? And he's like, well, you're working, right? And there's that thinking like you're working, they can't disturb you, but hello, I have paid time off. So I was a little disappointed, but also gave me insight into how my parents still see things, right? Like you take off of work only when you're like dying sick or something. Anyway, he had sent me that message and I was like, oh, so excited, now my dad can vote. But then as the thought had settled, I realized that all of these years he had not been able to vote. And it really took me back to thinking like, have I always voted? I mean, no, I have not always voted. I did vote, you know, when I turned 18, because of course you turn 18 and you're excited about it, or at least I was. And I did vote, but I didn't vote regularly and I didn't vote consciously or any of that stuff. So I'm not here to shame you if you're not voting. I understand like it's a lot to keep up with. And no, I don't always regularly vote. Of course, I vote in the bigger elections, but I don't always vote during midterms or anything like that. I did vote this past week. Just want to say that. And this coming Tuesday, my 18 year old gets to vote. So that's exciting because it'll be her first time voting. And why did we wait? Because the voting card said her voters registration started on 11-5. So I went to vote on Friday and then on Tuesday, I'm going to make sure that she is able to go and vote. Voting is our way to vote. And as U.S. citizens, we might take it very lightly um, because we've never not had the right to vote. And then we don't realize that, you know, voting is our way to make sure that our voice is being heard. So by not voting, we're actively choosing not to have a voice. And yes, you can put in whatever argument that you'd like that there's not a good choice to vote for because sometimes I feel like that myself, but that's not a reason not to go vote. You know, you gotta go and weigh the options out. You know, saying there's not a good person to vote for is just an out, really. 
And again, you're choosing to be silent. So if you're able to vote and not voting, remember that you are choosing to be silent and not have your voice be heard. So your voice, your vote is important. And it's not just about using your voice in voting because that's not what this episode's gonna be about. But I really wanted to put out there that if you're not voting, you are choosing to be silent. And if you're not registered to vote, register now, register today so that you're able to vote during the next election in your area. Just because there's, you know, the big elections right now, there's still elections that come up. There's runoffs, there's different types of things. And your vote matters. However you decide to vote, however you decide to choose to voice your vote, that is up to you. I just want to encourage you to use it because not everyone can. So let's go ahead and move on to the real topic I want to get to, and that is your voice. You know, your voice is important at home, in the workplace, and everywhere else. You know, voting is a clear way to make yourself heard, but what about work, right? Let me give you an example to think about. If at work you don't feel comfortable or safe to voice your opinions, thoughts, or concern, then it's time you make a clear realization. You might be at a toxic workplace. Might be. I'm going to put that caveat that you might be because there might be other things going on as to why you don't feel safe to voice your opinions, your thoughts, or your concerns that are more reflective of you than perhaps your workplace. But let's say that you were in a relationship with a person and you were not able to share your thoughts, concerns, beliefs, your opinions without repercussions, right? Without feeling in eggshells. Imagine that. Would that be okay? No, it would not be okay. You know, and if you're finding yourself in that situation, then it's time to reflect on what you can do and whether it's a toxic relationship. And this is beyond just being like a partnership, someone that you are in love with. This can be a friendship. This could be family relationship. Any place where you're not able to comfortably or safely share your opinions, thoughts, or concerns, is an issue because you should be able to voice yourself. And I'm not saying when you're angry, I'm just saying when you're just having an opinion about anything that you are thinking about or want to share your thoughts on, you should feel safe to be able to do that. You should feel comfortable. And if you're not, then it's time to make that realization. And I'm going to give you some steps on what you can do, especially in the workplace, to be able to begin to use your voice, because it's not going to be oh, from one thing to the next that all of a sudden that you're going to have the perfect workplace or that you're going to feel completely comfortable in sharing your thoughts. But if you start to build up your confidence in your voice in expressing it, then you can get to that place where you want to be, where you are completely comfortable, where you feel completely safe to share your thoughts, your voice, your opinions. So now you might be thinking, well, of course, you know, I am in a toxic workplace. I hate where I work. And before you think that I'm going to advise you to run from your current employer or workplace, that's never going to be my advice. My advice is going to be to reflect on the reasons why you may not feel comfortable because everything that's happening in our lives is a way for us to learn and grow. And by going to another employer, you might just find yourself in the same situation. So it's a two-way street. 
It may be your employer, it may be you, it may be both of you. So there might be other reasons why you don't feel comfortable in using your voice. Perhaps your boss doesn't look like you, or you've never been asked to share your authentic thoughts, so you don't feel safe in sharing your voice. Perhaps you've bought into some societal norm and expectations that you can't share your true and authentic thoughts and beliefs at work. It could be an internal struggle that you're having, that it's not okay to be you. And that might just be something you need to work through. I know that for myself, much of my career, I did not feel that I could share my true self. And it wasn't this, I wasn't being me. I just wasn't being all of me. Um, But no one had directly told me not to share my thoughts. But there's always been like this underlying belief that it's not okay to share my true self and that it's not safe to voice my concerns, right? Instead, it's kind of done behind the boss's back, the gossip, the complaints, but never actually sharing that with my boss or my boss's boss or whoever might be the person that I could share thoughts with. And it really wasn't until I had a different boss that helped me feel safe in sharing my voice, in being me. And that person didn't look like me, but they were able to authentically support me. You know, my boss at the time made working and getting my PhD so much easier, always supportive, always checking in on how it was going. I didn't feel like I had to prove my worth to my boss and I felt so valued. And it allowed me to be me so much so that in my dissertation, wherever you think people, I included him on there and made me think about like, gosh, I gotta remind him about that because that was big to not have the burden and stress of like managing work in my PhD and knowing that If I needed to, my boss was going to be there 100% supportive of me in completing this goal. And really at the time, I didn't even appreciate it as much as I am now when I'm being able to reflect on it because it wasn't until I had a change in directors that I even noticed the empowerment that this particular director had given me. And for that, I'll be forever grateful because it allowed me to know what it feels like to feel comfortable and safe, to be able to share my opinions, to be able to be authentic. And this is in a oh, I get to complain to my boss, but to just be able to express myself openly and know that my boss is going to hear me. Not that my boss is going to be like, oh yeah, you're right. Because there was times that he was like, no, I'm going to need you to reel that back in. And, you know, just really be able to have that conversation. is just so, so, so important because sometimes we get off the rails too, right? So, you know, when you're able to have a boss that can support you 100% and be there and help you get, you know, check yourself when you're being a little too much too, that is being safe, right? That is being comfortable. And that can't always happen. You know, it's not also your boss's responsibility to do that for you. You also have to build it for yourself. And really, you know, perhaps there hasn't been anyone that has opened that space for you. So you're not really sure what it would feel like, right? So you can't immediately know whether it's yourself or your workplace or your boss. Maybe your boss doesn't even know how to do that, right? Maybe they've never had anyone as well. Because you have to remember, most of the time, supervisors or bosses, directors, as people move up into leadership, 
they don't ever really get these type of trainings or skills to build up. You know, sometimes it just has to be within the person that they are a person who enjoys personal and professional growth and they do reflection. And it's not a common thing for people to just self-reflect all the time. So you got to give people some grace. With that, I'm going to ask you to do some reflection, right? So that you can recognize whether, you know, you're able to use your voice at work or not. And is what's the reason, right? Because it is so important that you use your voice at work, that you feel safe and comfortable. So first, I want you guys to start off with some reflection, and then I'm going to give you steps on how to voice your thoughts and concerns at work. Baby steps, because it's not about going in and banging, you know, the doors and being loud and not that that's (laughs) inappropriate. Hey, you know, maybe it's important to do that at some point. But I'm saying like you don't have to go from zero to 60 without any transition. You know, there may be a time where you do need to, you know, stand your ground and maybe speak a little bit louder. But there's never a need or a time to go from zero to 60 because people will be taken aback and you yourself may not feel in control of the situation as well. Imagine that you are a person that never talks during meetings and then all of a sudden you're trying to take over the meeting. I mean, it's gonna take everybody aback. It's gonna make you feel a certain way. You may or may not be in control of your own self at that time because it's something completely different and out of your usual norm. So let's get started. I want you to take a moment to reflect on the feelings that you get when thinking about sharing your thoughts, concerns, or opinions at work. So for the next two to three minutes, write down whatever comes to mind. Whatever it is that you're feeling, thinking, you might think of some events or scenarios that have occurred either to yourself or others. You may have witnessed others be belittled. You may have witnessed others' thoughts and opinions just be thrown to the side. Maybe they got yelled at. You know, maybe you've seen it at home with your family, parents, siblings, whoever it is, right? Then that has kind of instilled a belief that it's not safe or okay to share your thoughts, opinions, or concerns with others. After taking some time to truly reflect on the feelings, the thoughts, anything that's coming up, the beliefs that are in there, I want you to ask yourself, am I ready for this change? Am I ready for this change to be able to start using my voice at work, at home, or wherever else you feel like you need to start using your voice more? Or do I still need time to build confidence in expressing my voice? It's okay if you're not ready. What's most important is recognizing that you're not using your voice to its full potential, and that's okay. Perhaps you've never reflected on this. Perhaps you've never realized that using your voice is something you need to do in order to feel fulfilled at work, at home, and anywhere else. If you are ready, I definitely have some small steps you could start off with. First, begin with expressing yourself more during meetings. Yes, it's super easy to feel checked out, not be into meetings, especially if you're doing remote and you're on Zoom and you're like, this is a 100,000 meeting or now the new things is Teams, whatever it is. 
really engage in the meetings and express your authentic thoughts. So for the next week, the next month, pick one or two meetings where you will truly listen in, tune in to what's going on in the meeting and truly express yourself. It could be very simple. It could be like, you know, I really appreciate this information. Or it could be, oh, you know, I really appreciated this information. I was thinking X, Y, Z. Whatever it is that you feel needs to come out right at that moment. And then be proud of yourself. Make sure that you are proud of yourself. Share with me because I'd love to hear it. Another step you could do is be more clear during your meetings with your boss on the type of career growth that you want. When was the last time that you were clear with your boss on the type of career growth that you want? Not are you doing a good job at work? Not are you meeting your productivity standards? Asking or telling your boss, hey, this is a career growth that I want. What are some opportunities that are coming up that I can do? It can be so simple as even just expressing, hey, I really love working here. I really love being underneath you and I see how you do X, Y, Z. I would love the opportunity to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is, right? Whatever it can be. You can even practice this, write this down if you feel more comfortable so that you're able to express your career growth, the career growth that you want to your boss or your superiors or whoever it is that is in control of being able to give you more opportunities for growth. And finally, the last step, this last baby step you can take is supporting your coworkers positively and their career growth. So ask your peers, hey, how's it going? I'd love to hear what your career growths are. This isn't a time for you to start talking about your goals. It's about truly listening to them and then champion them. And maybe in a meeting that they're not in, where you're like, oh, you know, I was talking with whoever their name is, and they were sharing how they would like to do X, Y, Z. I believe this is an excellent opportunity for them to be able to grow their skills so they can meet their career growth. So that is another way to use your voice by supporting others positively. And trust me, it may seem like, why would I wanna do that? I don't like my coworkers. Then that's a whole other story. That's more reflection that you need to do, but truly find a coworker that you would love to support, that you believe has potential to grow in whatever way that they are looking to grow. So those are three ways, three small steps you can take to start using your voice at work. Using your voice isn't about setting the place on fire, (laughs) but it's really showing who you are and what's important to you. And your voice is very much needed. Your voice matters, so share it with others. Things can't change if we aren't using our voice taking it back to voting. If we're not voting, we can't make the change that we want to see in this world. That's how simple that is. So if you haven't voted and you're still able to vote, go out and vote. And if you're not registered, vote. And if you aren't able to vote, find ways how you can use your voice regardless of whether you have the ability to vote or not, because there is ways for you to also do that. It could be maybe donating to causes that support 
issues that are important to you. It could be volunteering with these particular agencies. You know, there are different ways to use yourself, your voice, your money, whatever it is to support the causes, even if you're unable to vote at this time. Well, that is it for today. Remember to use your voice, but not using your voice is choosing to be silent. Thank you for listening to the Manifest Your Career podcast with me, your host, Dr. Norma Reyes, a career and mindset coach. Learn more today on manifestyourcareer.com.